the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. I'm Rick McDaniel. It's great to have you joining us again today. We're continuing on this theme of life's too short. Life's too short. We've done three. We've got three more to go today. Life's too short to have conflict. Oh, boy. This is going to be a fun one. Life's too short to have conflict. We're going to dive into that in just a moment. But before we do, just want to encourage you with just a few things to to think about. One is uh, the new coaching thing that I'm doing. And I just started this past week with it. And man, it's uh, it's good. Now, I've heard from folks like, hey, Rick, I don't live in Richmond, Virginia. So, you know, what can you do for me? And at the moment, the answer would be nothing. (laughs) I mean, in this world of virtual, you know, obviously it's, it's, uh, it's an option. It gets a little more complicated because it is a group dynamic rather than individual individuals. Very simple. could even do it on the phone, let alone on a zoom call or FaceTime, something like that. The group thing gets a little more complicated. So for now it's uh, just in central Virginia, but if you know anyone, in, in Central Virginia. And again, even if someone's in uh, Northern Virginia, uh, Charlottesville, Williamsburg, you know, all those places, and this is once a month, so you're just going to make one trip once a month. It's not like something you got to go to uh, every day, not even once a week, once a month. So maybe you're in Virginia and you could make a trip once a month, or you are. Um, uh, friends with someone, know someone who's uh, a business owner, business leader, or executive that has a, a leadership role and, and could really use this kind of coaching and help and also be around people just like them of the same challenges, concerns, burdens that they do. It's really a very positive environment in so many ways. So if interested, you can go to rickmcdaniel.com, fill out the contact form, rick at rickmcdaniel.com, terry at rickmcdaniel.com, terry with two R's. Any of those will eventually get where it needs to get to. So if you or someone you know is in Virginia and would be interested in talking more about this coaching opportunity, then you just contact us and we'd be happy to talk with you more about it. Uh, speaking of rickmcdaniel.com, I just keep going back to that just because that's the best place to go to to really take advantage to sign up for the weekly devotion that goes out every Tuesday morning. That's where you can find out more about my books, my latest book, The Devotional, uh, This Is Living. That's just, uh, again, really uh, a great book. I love it. A lot of people love it. I'm really proud of it. I think it's just very inspirational and helpful. Some well-known people have uh, copies of it and and uh, are loving it as well. So that's exciting. And you can have it, a copy of it, too. You can order it from us on the website or you can go on to uh, Amazon and get it on Amazon. Whatever you want to do, we're happy to get it to you. Beautiful book, hardcover, really, really nice. Spend uh, three minutes a day getting inspired and challenged for the day. And 100 days of that ought to get you in the right mindset for sure. And for those of you that have read it and loved it and are hoping that there will be a quote-unquote sequel, another devotional, the answer is yes, there will be. In the publishing world, it is a long process, so... And not anytime soon, not this year, but it will be coming.
coming. Another 100 devotion book will be 100 devotion or devotional will be coming out. So excited to share that with you. But hey, you don't have to wait for that one when we've got one already out. So I would just encourage you to take advantage of getting This Is Living as well as my other books. You know, they're I think they're all great. You Got Style's great. It's just using a chapter from You Got Style we'll be using next next month with the uh, coaching group and certainly Turn Your Setbacks and the Comebacks, which is uh, I think that This Is Living might be have passed it by now, but we'll see. But it has been my most best-selling book. And so uh, number one on Amazon uh, for a period of time, as did This Is Living, by the way. Uh, so grab those books. All right. Life's too short. Yeah, life's too short. Life's too short to have conflict. Now, you know, the first thought you might think is, hey, uh, Rick, uh, how is it that you can go through life without conflict. And of course, the answer is you can't. There's an interesting scripture in the Bible where it says, where two or more gather together, there I am, God says, in the midst of them. It's powerful to think that when people gather together, God's presence is there in a small group, in a worship service, wherever. Then pastors will sometimes joke and say, where two or more gather together, there'll be conflict. You know, that's sort of the ha-ha joke, you know, because... You get enough people together and it doesn't take that many and you get different opinions and then different personalities and then people express things and they don't express them in the right way. So when I say life's too short to have conflict, I, I'm not saying life's too short for conflict as if it somehow could be avoided. What I'm saying really is life's too short to stay in a, in a situation of conflict. That's really, really what it comes down to. Conflict is in and of itself not a bad thing. It can be a positive process. So the conflict can actually lead to a a good outcome. But constant or unresolved conflict. Life's too short to have constant or unresolved and or unresolved conflict. That's really what we're focusing on today. When you talk about conflict, you're talking about the three F's, right? Fight, flight, or freeze. It's fight, flight, or freeze. That's, you know, that's that's how it goes. And of course, really, none of those are the answer. Uh, that's That just puts us in some version of survival mode. And again, you don't want to live in survival mode. You want to live in thrive mode, not survive mode. So if you're going to get into thrive mode, you got to deal with this thing called conflict. And what is so interesting is, you know, you just can't avoid it. Like I've planned for a while now for this week to talk about the subject of conflict and wouldn't you know it, you know, here I am dealing with something, some issue this morning having to do with an MRI that I had done and the bill for that. And this thing has escalated into something that it's just unbelievable how how much it has escalated, unlike anything I've ever actually been a part of in this particular case before and something like a bill for medical. It's just unbelievable. And just literally before I started recording here today, having to deal with that for like the second time or third time this week. So then at the same time, something happened with my wife just this week. Again, you know, like just... Not like picking this week and saying, well, I'm going to talk about it. So I'm going to this week. So here's the conflict. And then I'm going to talk about it. No, I'm not. Here's the conflict. Now I'm going to talk about it, but I'm going to talk about it. It's been planned for months. 
This episode has been planned for months and this week I have this conflict and then something very significant with my wife, very, not me and my wife, but my wife and, and her, her uh, professional situation. I mean, just like, wow, you know, just incredible to think about in one week to have these sorts of things. But of course, this is life. This is the way life is. There's going to be conflict for any number of reasons. Let me just read something to you out of the book of James, the mo- maybe the most practical book in the Bible, sometimes called the how-to book of the Bible because it, it tells you how to handle all kinds of things. Here's what it says in chapter 4 in verse 1. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? In other words, what's causing the conflict? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Hmm. So, so much of conflict is exactly that. It's about, it's about the desires that we have or other people have for whatever now. More possessions, more money, more recognition, whatever. Put, fill in the blank. What what you or others want and how when those desires come into opposition, the answer of that equation is conflict. That's that's where it ends up. That's that's how it goes. That's exactly what takes place when our desires intersect with another person's and those are different desires. You have conflict. So no big surprise there, but you know, the wisdom of the Bible is always amazing, you know, and, and for those of you like, oh, that Bible is just like a bunch of, you know, things that have nothing to do with me and, and my life and the world I live in today. And you go and then, uh, well, hold on a minute. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from your evil desires at war within you? I mean, they couldn't be more applicable and appropriate. If it was written yesterday instead of 1900 years ago. So it just shows that Bible's got a lot of current wisdom for us that will help us in so many, many ways. So it's just good to good to just understand the source of conflict that, you know, selfishness, wanting our own way. Others, people's selfishness, they're wanting their own way. And when you, these things uh, intersect, you're going to have issues. And certainly we can ask God to help us with our desires, trust him to, you know, to give us what we need. So we're not out there trying to get it for ourselves and create conflict in the process of trying to get that for ourselves. I mean, that is absolutely a good starting point for how to, you know, to deal with conflict in your own life. Because though others may bring conflict to you, you may be creating way too much conflict yourself. And life's too short. Life's too short. I mean, I just think anyone in the middle of a conflict, if you just step back from one, be like, life's too short for this. Like, I, I don't need this. And the fact is that sometimes 
we're creating it. And I don't know if you know the show Curb Your Enthusiasm. My sons love it. You know, they said, Dad, you have to watch it. But the Larry David character in that show is just like a total spoof version of someone who uh, is called <laughs> a social assassin. Uh, it's a funny phrase. It makes me laugh. But, you know, he's just all the time getting into conflict. The entire show is not nothing but all of his conflicts. And certainly they're not all related directly to him, but he initiates enough of them. And then his reactions to others, it's, you know, and again, it's all comedic when it's a TV show and we just watch it and laugh. But if you're in the conflict, it's no fun. And life's too short. It is simply too short. Again, occasional conflict. Okay, that's one thing. But when occasional turns into constant, there are usually reasons why. So let's look at some of the reasons why occasional conflict, which is going to happen to anyone, can it turn into constant and or unresolved conflict. The first would be just being too uh, touchy or, or just overly sensitive. Now, I know in this world in which we live today, that might sound a bit countercultural when we, we seem to have sensitivity training and, and highlight sensitivity and feelings. And, and uh, men are told they need to be more in touch with their feelings and all these things would seem to be going counter against this. And, 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 and you'll hear me talk in a moment about about being more tolerant. So I'm not against all of that. I'm not for all of that, but I'm not against all of that. What I think, again, I'm all about balance. I'm a balanced person. So I I react to anything that's extreme because I, I don't think extremes are, are, are good for us. And, and the Bible tells us that a false balance is an abomination to God. He doesn't like, but a just way to assist the light, meaning he really is happy when we're in balance and he's not happy when we're out of balance. So extremes are, are by and large, uh, not healthy for us. The one exception, obviously, would be is if people are defining an extreme in a way there really isn't an extreme. That's different. But, you know, I mean, that aside. So when I say about uh, overly sensitive or too touchy, I just simply mean that. And again, from a guy who's had a, a long a long career in leadership dealing with thousands and tens of thousands of people that I, I've met like a lot of different people, interacted with a lot of different people. And some people simply get their feelings hurt or are are um, in one way or an another like slighted or offended by just about anything that that really just goes out of the bounds of, of what you might call is balanced or is healthy or is normative. So that's one thing that you just have to ask yourself, like, am I being like overly sensitive and allowing myself to simply be offended? Because, you know, you can you, I mean, you can get offended a lot. I mean, if you just allow yourself to be offended by all the things that can happen, you know, you could end up living in offense all the time, but life's too short to be in a place uh, of offense all the time because it just leads you 
uh, into conflict. In fact, I've been mulling over this idea of doing a whole nother one on life's too short to be offended, just to just to spend a whole episode just talking about a that and, and that may happen and if it does i'll i'll circle back to this one and say remember when i was talking about conflict i said i might delve into this one in greater detail because um but the whole idea of just being overly sensitive here's another uh you know reason why is just being petty we just we're just you know we're, we're, we get petty about things things that are small we make big we major on the minors we major on the minors instead of majoring on the majors. We, we allow these small things to bother us and to cause conflict. Now, again, you can be petty, but life's too short to have constant or un, and or unresolved conflict, in my opinion. And I think you're doing yourself a disservice and you're just taking the happiness and joy out of your life. If you're going to live your life where you say, uh, I'm going to be petty and, uh, you know, little things I'm going to make into big things because you can do it. Here's another reason uh, being uh, overly judgmental. That's another guaranteed way to have constant conflict. Now, certainly, you know, people say, don't judge me, don't judge me. And, you know, we all we all have heard that phrase and, and uh, um, we all n- know what really most people mean by that. Some people use it as a way to do whatever they want, say whatever they want and never have to be held accountable for it. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about really where you just literally are just like judging people uh, constantly about all kinds of things, you know, just all kinds of things that you have got an opinion on and you want them to know what your opinion is about what they wear, what they said, what they did, where they went. And again, again, if you go down that road, you're going down a road which is called conflict, constant conflict. Life's too short for that. It's just too short for that. So what would be like the the, the other uh, side of this? What would be the flip side of the coin? What would be the antidote, you know, to the to the sickness, to the virus? And so let's just talk about this for a moment in terms of tolerance. Right. You know, tolerance, it's a buzzword because it, it just can mean so many different things to so many different people. But in its purest form, it, it is simply saying that I am. I'm going to be a person who understands that people are different, that they have different personalities, that they have different backgrounds, that they are different races, that they're different genders. And so when you're different male, female, when you're different white or black or Asian or Hispanic or, you know, when you have these kinds of differences, ethnic differences, when you have different personalities, you have people that were brought up in different environments, urban, rural. I mean, there's a that's a lot of difference. So you just have to recognize that there's needed a degree of tolerance for the fact that there's a lot of differences between human beings. And if you can think that way, 
then you will have less conflict if you can be more tolerant of differences. A second would be to just simply be more understanding. The thing that I have said for years to everyone who will listen to me about relationships and conflict is put yourself in the other person's shoes. There is nothing. There is nothing I can tell you that is better than that. There is no better advice that I can give you. Just just say to yourself, put yourself in their situation and then and then ask yourself, well, how, how would you feel? How would you like it? And when you do that, it will help you to be a more understanding person. You, you will be a more understanding person. You will just go like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be treated that way. I wouldn't appreciate if that had been said to me. And, you know, I wouldn't want to be looked at that way and looked down on or all those things. So put yourself in another person's shoes. Try to see what it is like if you're a man to be a woman, if you're white to be black, if you're an extrovert to be an introvert. Just try to just, you know, juxtapose these sort of opposites. What would it be like? It'll help you. Here's another, be forgiving. At the end of the day, those who are followers of Christ, and and, uh, I'm a follower of Christ, and I'm a believer that all people should be followers of Christ. It's the best way for them to live their life by far, letting Jesus be the leader of your life. And Jesus taught forgiveness, he said. In fact, it's pretty stunning. He said, if you won't forgive others, I won't forgive you. I mean, holy smokes. We need God's forgiveness and the forgiveness comes through Jesus Christ and his work on the cross. And if we're unwilling to be forgiving, then Jesus is saying, you've got a major problem with me because you need my forgiveness. So just being able to just a lot of conflict, of course, can be resolved when you just choose to forgive someone. And you're like, well, I'll forgive them when they ask for forgiveness. And you know what? You may be. You may be waiting for that a long time and life's too short, life's too short to wait a long time for somebody to finally say they're sorry. And so maybe you should just forgive them and let it go. All right. So we know that relationships take time. They take effort. There's no doubt about it. We also know that there will be conflicts, so we have to learn how to fight fair. There has to be a way to resolve conflict. So I've said before, life's too short, the extended title of this, life's too short to have constant and or unresolved conflict. So how do you resolve conflict so it's not unresolved? The first part of what we've talked about today has been the constant conflict part, how to not have constant conflict. Now, the second part is how to not have unresolved conflict. So how do you do it? Well, you you decide that you're going to resolve the conflict. You're not going to leave it unresolved. So this involves most likely a confrontation. Not and when we just a lot of us we hear that word, we're like, oh my gosh, confrontation. And I'm going to say it this way: care enough to confront. By the way, please don't think of confrontation and have all that negative imagery in your mind. Like this is going to be a fight. This is going to be ugly. Because that doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You, The confrontation is simply to get to a resolution. It's not to 
It's not to have a big fight. It's simply to say, I care about you. I care enough about our friendship relationship. And I just want to get this resolved. That's what a confrontation is. No mentally healthy person wakes up in the morning and says, goody, goody, goody. I get to have a confrontation today. But I can tell you from a leadership standpoint, it's a huge thing. Leaders that won't confront are not good leaders. So you have to be able to confront. And then I'd say this, if you're not committed to resolution, then you should just drop the whole thing. Like if you're not committed to finding a resolution, I'm not saying I care enough to confront, not not uh, uh, let's fight and have a big, you know, big fight, a big confrontation. No, the confrontation is for the purpose of resolution. And if you're not committed to resolution, then just drop it. Leave it alone because you obviously are not willing to do the work that it takes. So then. You should just completely drop it and don't carry. It should be resolved immediately by you in the sense that you say, I'm just I'm not going to participate in it. So you can decide to resolve the conflict through confronting, then listening, being a listener. This is huge about communication, right? Communication is both the speaking and the listening. And listening is about gathering information. It's about acknowledging your part, your role. It's about moving from reacting to responding. Active listening is about just exactly that, not just being a listener, but active listening in terms of the body language. It's not crossed arms and legs. It's not tilted back head. It's an open stance. It's leaning forward. It's saying, I am interested in what you have to say. I'm listening. I want to understand so that we can resolve this. Because life's too short to have conflicts. So let's resolve this conflict so we can move on. And in moving on, we do not have to live our lives in constant and or unresolved conflict. So you take a a, a role of saying, I have a stance, which is I want to try to understand. I'm listening. Give me information. I'll acknowledge my part in this. And let's let's do this. Let's move to the next, which is really taking responsibility. So in other words, like identify the issue, you know, like either you identify this is the issue for me. This is what it is. If the other person is saying, help to clarify it, either identify it on your part or clarify it from their part. Like, so what you're saying is, you know, you may be surprised. You're like, that's what, that's what you're upset about. That's what you, oh no, I didn't mean that. I, I, again, I'm a, a, you know, communications expert. I'm not supposed to have miscommunication. And frankly, I really rarely do. And I had one recently actually with the coaching thing. And, and the guy thought that I was asking, you know, for 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 a, a kind of a year long uh, payment. And I said, no, 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 not no, not year, year, no, a year commitment. But, you know, you, it's a monthly payment. It's, it's a year long commitment. Somehow he got the year long to be a year long payment as well. And 
And I, and I just thought, man, you know, that's not good. I don't want to have those kind of miscommunications. I don't want someone to think I'm saying something that I'm not. And, and I want to understand what other people are saying so that there's no possibility that things, you know, go sideways because we know that things can go sideways. So you identify your issue or you clarify their issue. You mean what you say, you know, when you you can't just blow smoke. You can't just say words. Again, I'm involved in a situation very recently here where someone told someone else something and they said, you know, this isn't going to happen. And then no joke, like, I don't know, two months later, it happened. Now, you got a gigantic conflict now. And the reason you have a gigantic conflict is because someone said, this is not going to happen. Don't worry, this won't happen. And two months later, the very thing they said won't happen is what happened. So you have to mean what you say. You, you, you've got, when you say your, the words, you've got to mean them. That's the only way for, for this to, to work. And then one th- other thing I would say, because this has served me well in my own marriage, the longest relationship was well, not the longest because I, I mean, I have parents, but sister. OK, but the longest relate a long, close relationship. OK, is agree to disagree. I mean, there's just sometimes that's where you got to end up. My wife and I have talked. We tried to understand each other. Uh, we've tried to clarify the issue, identify it, you know, done all the things that I'm telling you to do today. And at the end of the day, we're still, you know, at odds. Like you see it this way. I see it that way. And the, the, these are never going to meet. We're never going to be able to meet in the middle around the old oak tree. And so at that point, And we've done this, literally said these words. We just say, well, you know what? We're just going to have to agree to disagree on this. We are in agreement. We're not going to live in, in, in constant or unresolved conflict. We're in agreement. And what we are agreeing about is that we don't agree. We, we agree to disagree. We're just, I don't see it your way. You don't see it my way. I, I just, I know what you're saying. I have no problem cognitively understanding it. But I'm saying at the end of the day, I just don't agree with your conclusion or your, your action that you want to take or decision, whatever it is. And so sometimes... You have to do that. That should be the last. Notice I have kept this at the end after talking about everything else, but it is a last resort thing to do. But you might have to do that. Now, if you do it the right way, then you can. Life's too short. You don't have to have conflict because you have agreed. So you're no longer in conflict that you disagree, but you don't have to walk around with that. I hope this helps you because, boy, relationships are so important in life. Family, work, you know, you just friendships and life's too short to have constant unresolved conflicts. So work on that and uh, God bless you. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.